Welcome to the Apostolic Prophetic Bible Ministry by missionary Ewald Frank. Brother Frank, as the whole world knows him, received his commission to preach the Word of God on April the 2nd, 1962. Since that time, he has ministered in more than 130 countries, speaking to entire nations over radio and TV. His true apostolic teaching is appreciated by God's people around the world. And now, Brother Frank. Dear friends, this is Brother Frank speaking to you from the International Mission Center in Krefeld, Germany. It's my privilege to share with you God's precious and holy word. I trust it means to you what it does mean to me. Dear friends, our subjects are always the same. The return of Christ, the fulfillment of Bible prophecies in our time, the promises for Israel, the predictions in general which are now taking place and are coming to fulfillment, and then, of course, the promised word of God for this day. Beloved brothers and sisters, we are very near to the return of Christ, and the cry, according to Matthew 25, goes forth, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And then we can go to chapter 24, where it says in verse 14, our Lord speaking, This gospel of the kingdom must be preached as a witness to all nations, and then the end will be. Actually, Matthew 24 includes many things. There we find reference to the wars and earthquakes and all the things which would take place in the natural. Also about false Christs and false prophets. And then we're told in Matthew 24, 24, if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Right and wrong would be so close together that actually only the true children of God, who are the elected ones according to Ephesians chapter 1, especially from verse 3. Beloved, we have to share a few things with you which are very, very important because as we are now reaching the end of the time of grace and we understand that the predictions become a reality and we could take this word of God into our hands and say, as our Lord did in Luke chapter 4, this day, this scripture is fulfilled 
before us. The main promise, I have to refer to this almost every time, so that all the people on earth will know what God promised for this day. It's not the time that all should believe as they wish and do what they like. If you go into the church world, into all denominations, everyone has and have their statements of faith, what they believe. And beloved brothers and sisters, it has to come to the point where the statement of our faith is the word of God only. And not one scripture, but every word of God from Genesis to Revelation must be believed the way it is written. And I also have to emphasize, we must not take one scripture and then give our own interpretations. We must take every scripture pertaining to the same subject and then get the answer from God's word itself. This pertains to the Godhead, to water baptism, to the Lord's Supper, to the Spirit baptism, to the return of Christ. Every Bible doctrine is based upon two, three, and more scripture. Therefore, if we speak about God, we have to go back to the very beginning and first acknowledge what he said himself about himself, not what I say or what anyone says. First, what is the testimony of God himself? What did he say to Israel? I'm the Lord, your God. Thou shalt have no other gods besides me. But then the true statement of faith for the children of Israel you find in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. And it's very important to believe it, to respect it. True honor towards God is to receive and to respect His Word. It says here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, from verse 3, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe today, to do it. And then in verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We cannot change it into two or three persons. We have to stay with what God said about Himself. Number one, Number two, what did the prophets say about God? The ones who knew God personally, personally. Every prophet of the scriptures knew God personally, heard His voice, received His word 
And therefore, we believe that the Holy Scripture is the Word of God. Abraham knew the Lord personally. Genesis chapter 18. Three men came to Abraham. One was the Lord God himself. The others were two angels. The two angels went to Sodom, according to Genesis chapter 19. But the Lord remained with Abraham. And from Abraham, he ascended back into heaven. God revealed himself personally already throughout the Old Testament, even in the Garden of Eden. The Lord God walked, walked in the Garden of Eden. He was there personally. And man was created in his own image. Beloved, we just have to understand that God wants respect towards him and towards his word. Then, if we read about our Savior, about the Son of God, we have to understand throughout the period of the Old Testament, throughout the period of 4,000 years, not a single prophet or person addressed God as Father. Not a single prayer could be in the Old Testament, our Father who art in heaven. Totally impossible. It doesn't exist. Over 6,000 times from Genesis to Malachi, we find the terminology Lord God or God Almighty, Lord of hosts. But never, never is there spoken of in the Old Testament about Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Not a single time. But this is God's manifestation to take us back, to adopt us, to bring us back. So God, the Eternal One, who revealed himself already throughout the Old Testament in, in the form, in the shape of a man, came to us. And the word that was in the beginning was made flesh and dwelt among us. Even the term in the beginning was the word. is very important. Not in eternity. Eternity has no beginning, has no end. In the beginning, only time has a beginning. Time has an end. So every term in God's word has its place and must be observed and looked at very carefully. So throughout the Old Testament, we have all the promises that the Redeemer would come. And because the original sin in the Garden of Eden happened in the body of flesh and blood, therefore the Redeemer, the Lord of glory, the great I Am, had to come 
into a body of flesh, had to be born into this world, become as we are in a body of flesh and blood. So he could suffer, he could pay the price, he could shed his blood, he could give his life for us, to redeem us. Because we all were hopelessly lost. But the Lord God, who created us in his own image, redeemed us, redeemed us, and brought us back to be sons and daughters of God. That is why our Lord could say in John chapter 20, verse 17, I go to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. And when we pray, we pray our Father who art in heaven. And 36 times in the epistles, the apostles were addressing God as Heavenly Father, for instance, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there, you see, the I Am was manifested, and in this manifestation, Psalms 2, verse 7, were made a reality. Thou art my Son, today, have I begotten thee, not in eternity. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. And the scripture says, that which is born of you is of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And that is the way the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Son was born for one purpose, to bring all sons and daughters back to God, back into our original position we had and will have throughout all eternity. Therefore, those he foresaw and foreknew, he also ordained that they should be like the Son of God is. John the Apostle writes, It is not yet appeared what we shall be, but when he shall appear, we shall see him as he is, and we shall be like he is. It's redemption. God was in Christ, redeeming us, reconciling us with himself. Christ did not bring a religion, no Religion is the biggest obstacle between God and humanity. I'm a missionary for over 40 years. I've traveled all the continents on the face of the earth. I know the religions and even the different denominations we have in Christianity. They are the biggest hindrance between God and men. In Matthew 16, our Lord said, I will build my church. He never said, I will build a Catholic church, or Orthodox church, or Anglican church, or Lutheran church, or Methodist church, or church and church and church. 
No, there's only one body of Christ. And the members of the body of Christ are not joined in or to a church, but they are baptized by the Holy Spirit into one body. And this Christ, the head, is a living head. So all the members of the body of Christ, they are born again. And the new birth is not a teaching only. It must be an experience. Because our Lord said, unless ye be born again, you cannot even see the kingdom of God. It is one thing to speak about the new birth and a totally different to be born again. First, we receive the seed of God's word into our soul and the spirit of God comes upon us to create new life in us. Now, just a few thoughts about the end time. We look towards Israel. And God made the promise in Isaiah chapter 14, in Jeremiah chapter 31, in Ezekiel from chapter 36, that he would bring Israel back into the homeland after 2,000 years, since May 1948, we have a country called Israel, and the star of David is waving again. Beloved brothers and sisters, our Lord said, this generation shall not pass till all things be fulfilled. Today, I wish to emphasize one special thought about our Lord in His prophetic office and ministry. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 to 19, we have the promise, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of you, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall listen. Very, very important. Even verse 19. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not listen unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. This is tremendous. All prophets have spoken in the name of the Lord. But now, Jesus Christ, the Son, is the prophet. And every word he says is God's word. God's word. And with this, please, come with me. I emphasize it for one reason. Come with me to Acts chapter 3. Every promise from the Old Testament must be confirmed and must be seen in its fulfillment in the New Testament. It says here in Acts chapter 3, especially from verse 19, 
that God would send the times of refreshing from his presence. That is Isaiah 28, verse 12. And then it says in verse 20, And he shall send Jesus Christ, who before was preached unto you. Verse 21, Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the time began. And then the Apostle Peter is referring to what God said in the Old Testament in the passage we just read from Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 22, For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord God raise up unto you of your brethren. You all know the scriptures. But now, verse 23, And it shall come to pass that every soul that will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. I don't want to go into detail, but we have to understand that we're now living at the time when the Spirit of God speaks to those who have an ear to hear what He says. It's not interpretations of God's Word. It's divine revelation. The same Holy Spirit that was upon the prophets, the same anointing of the Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, even in His prophetic ministry, is upon us today. We see what they saw. Understand how they understood. Believe as they believed. We believe in one God. This one God manifests Himself in many different ways. He is Creator. He is Sustainer. He is King. He is Judge. He is Savior. He is everything. Tell me what God is not. He is all in all. In the New Testament, He revealed Himself as Father in Heaven, on earth in His only begotten Son, in us by the Holy Spirit, God above us, with us, in us. The same applies to baptism, baptizing them into the name of the Father and Son and Holy Ghost. One New Testament covenant name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, dear friends, I don't want to waste your time. And I don't want you to waste my time. Let us use God's time together for the one great purpose, to be brought back to God, to the true teachings of God's holy word, apostolic prophetic teaching right before the second coming of Christ. And therefore, because of a direct commission 
I just have to tell you the truth. God has sent William Branham in our generation. But after he went to be with the Lord at the end of 1965, I have had the privilege to take the message of the hour, the promised word of God to the ends of the earth. And today you have the privilege to hear a man who was called directly to the ministry and has a divine commission. I'm sharing with you the true words of Almighty God. May His blessings rest upon you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If you were blessed by this message and would like to know more about what God is doing in our time, we would love to hear from you. Brother Frank has published some booklets and tracts about many important Bible subjects which are translated into many different languages and are sent out free of charge. You are welcome to order your free copy from Mission Center P.O. Box 10707 in 47707 Krefeld, Germany.